Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. To Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined at the King Power Stadium today by James Sharp, my colleague, and uh, we're going to be discussing the press conference uh, from Michael Appleton, the caretaker manager. Uh, Appleton has stepped into the breach after the sacking of Craig Shakespeare on Tuesday, and he's faced the media today and obviously he was asked a lot of questions because people have got a lot of questions about the sacking of uh, Shakespeare which did come as a shock to many although City were in the bottom three with one win uh, this season their first eight games uh, they was uh, they lost their four games to against some uh, of big big sides in the uh, Premier League uh, Arsenal Man United Chelsea and Liverpool, and they hadn't been beaten by the other sides, so um, it did seem as a, a bit of a shock. Although some fans uh, have welcomed the decision uh, on social media, but uh, it was Appleton who was up to face the media today. And before I, I bring in uh, James, uh, just like to tell you about beer52.com. We've got some free beer offer for the fans. Uh, go to beer52.com. Use the, uh, the the keyword Leicester to register, and you'll get eight beers from around the world. And all you got to do is pay pay for the postage and packing. So check out beer52.com. Right, and James, yes, what did you make of Appleton uh, in the press conference today? I thought it was impressive. Um, a bit like when Shakespeare had to do his first press conference after uh, Claudio had been sacked. Quite a lot of tough questions. Quite a lot to deal with and um, I thought Appleton handled it very well obviously he's got managerial experience before so he's used to that kind of surrounding maybe not under a Premier League spotlight like that but I thought he dealt with it well I thought he dealt with it honestly um, I think he was more kind of open than, than we would have expected he, he admitted that he'd been surprised um, by the decision admitted that the, that the players had been surprised by the decision and said that he'd spoken to Shakespeare on the phone and Shakespeare was a little raw, um, but he said he just spoke to him on the phone about his experiences of being sacked because this is the first time Shakespeare had been sacked from a from a job like this, and was just quite honest about it really, and said that they didn't really he and the players didn't think there was really that much wrong going on at the club, and he was asked whether he thought it was a harsh decision. He said, "Well, to be honest, that's not a question that's for me. That's a question for the for people higher up in the club to answer." But he found it surprising, and and yeah, he said the players were a little bit a little bit raw. Well, you just summed up the whole press conference there. So join us next time on Dilly Ding. No, let's talk about the players' reaction because I was um, that's one area I'm particularly concerned about because yeah. this is a different scenario. And Appleton said it himself before. Normally, when a a, a manager departs, there's an air of inevitability about mm. it. There's something wrong behind the scenes. There's, you know, there's you're not really that shocked. But this is a different scenario because. Shakespeare was very popular with the players. Yeah. Um, they felt there wasn't wasn't a massive amount wrong that they were making progress, that they were going to uh, turn uh, the corner soon. I suppose teams always say that, yeah. always believe that they have to. But um, he says that was genuinely the case this time, and that's why it was a big shock. So um, he had a meeting with them, uh, didn't he? Um, after well before training today, and he said the atmosphere in there was raw as well. I use that word again. 
And uh, you know, I've, I've, he says that hopefully he's, that's done now. They're lifting the players, raising the morale. Done. He doesn't need to do it tomorrow. But I don't think it's that simple. No, I'm with you as well. I mean, obviously, people probably will point back to after Ranieri got sacked and say, "Well, look at them now. They went on a big run and won the first five games under Shakespeare." But that was slightly different because the players had spent a week of being criticised for playing a big part in in the downfall of Ranieri. There was there was going to be a reaction from the players there. This time, that isn't the case, and it and this is a guy that is hugely popular with the players. He's been, a lot of them he's been, have been there, well, most of them have been there all their careers, he's been a part of the furniture. So they're losing a highly respected, um, highly liked member, member of the of the staff and their manager. So there's not really a, there's not really a reaction to give because they're not the ones that are being blamed for all this. Yeah, they're professional and yeah, they're, they're footballers, but I think it's going to be, I think they're going to find it tough to, to, to get firing again yeah exactly I mean it's a massive game for them at, at Swansea and now in terms of changes he was asked whether he was going to be making some changes and uh, he said only some slight tweaks so what do you think we can expect at Swansea with slight tweaks to formation well then yeah, he said he wouldn't, wouldn't change too much um, who knows I mean maybe maybe he saw how well they did or how much better they did in the, the three man defence at the end of the West Brom game and thinks Hey, why not try that for the whole game? Uh, maybe that's the, maybe that maybe he mentioned that there were some young players who were who were chomping at the bit to get in. Maybe he'll look at Damari Gray and think, yeah, I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a go. But we don't know. We don't know until the team news gets announced on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think it's a tough job for him because he doesn't know how long he's going to be in the job. He just said that, didn't he? he said yeah. he might not be here on Monday. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he was asked. Well, last time he went on a he went on a good run after a manager got sacked. Can he do this this time? He said, "Well, I might not even be here." Mm-hmm. So, no, I think it, it, it's difficult because he's going to have a very low dressing room, and he's got to pick them up for staff, a game staff as well. Because yeah. I mean, a lot of the people that are going to be assisting him on Saturday were very close friends with Shakespeare as well as mm-hmm. colleagues. So he's got to raise more than just the players. He's raised morale around the whole club in many ways. Yeah, very much so. Um, and it's that is being. That job is given to someone who hasn't been at the club for that long. He's not someone like Shakespeare who's who's been here long and seen the club grow and understands the, the fabric of the club. Um Appleton's been here since the summer. He's been here what, a few months. So he's got he's got all of that to deal with. And he's basically one of the new, he's basically one of the newest faces in the building. Yes, yeah, interesting. Uh but talking about possible successors. Mm. to uh, Craig Shakespeare um, well, obviously we're all waiting to see which direction they go um, Appleton's got some clear thoughts on uh, the well the nationality of the next Leicester City manager yes I mean he was reminded of quotes he's given in the past to interviews to say previously you have said that you think British managers should get more of a chance so by that token do you would you like to see a British manager given the job here and he said yes he was honest enough to say I would be called a hypocrite if I didn't say yes to this question. Mm. And one of the big reasons that I came to Leicester in the first place was because it was a chance to work in the Premier League and chances for Premier League managers, chances for English and British managers in the Premier League are, they don't come round very often, so you have to take them. Um, so yeah, he'd like, he'd like it to be a British manager. Whether it's him, we don't know. 
It was asked that, though, was But there's, there was um, some news today. Sean Dyche has held, uh, who's the favourite, uh, favourite, the bookmakers, yeah. uh, held his press conference today as well. He's Burnley manager. And he was asked about the links with the Leicester City job. Yeah, and he, he, he said no without really saying no. Like he said, I said, I'm flattered by it and it's just papers to talk and... As far as I'm aware, I've never there's never been an approach made for me. It's just media speculation, but it's very flattering, and I'm just focused on Manchester City. Mm. And in nowhere in those quotes does he say the words "No, I'm not interested." He's not he's not done uh, Sam Allardyce and said it's not the right time for me, or dis- he does not distance himself from it. He's just distanced himself from the media reports. He's not said I don't want this job. Similarly, Mike Appleton did the very same thing in the press conference. He was asked, do you want the job? He said, I signed a contract as an assistant manager, so I want to fulfil that contract. And then the journalist responded by saying, that's not a no though, is it? To which Appleton replied, it's not a yes either. So he's not ruled himself out either. Neither has Daesh. And as far as we understand it, Daesh will be one of those ones that are considered. That list of uh, names that were initially uh, thrown out by the bookmakers of candidates, that's dwindling now, isn't it? <laughs> one Each day goes and another name rules himself out. And the latest one, we understand, is uh, Carlo Ancelotti's former number two, uh, Paul Clement, who held his press conference Swansea ahead of Leicester on, uh, on Saturday, has said that uh, Ancelotti doesn't want to take another job this season. So that's another one gone. Um, Allardyce, as you just said, ruling himself out. Well. Yeah, so there's a few that are ruling themselves out here. Where In what direction do you think Leicester City will go now? I mean, we've got Dyche on the list. Chris Coleman has been... He's out of contract at the end of November. Um, it looks like he could be leaving the Welsh so he could be available. There's a lot of managers that are available. Alan Pardew has apparently said that he's... He's interested in the job to sources uh, in other Please, media. So, you know, we're, we're, we might get a British manager, but we just the identity of the uh, the successor to Shakespeare at the moment, we're no clearer on. No, not at all. And especially there is a an, there is a, an understanding or a, a common perception that the, that the owners would like to have a big name manager in the same way that they Claudio Ranieri was was a big name manager. But these big name managers, are they really going to want the the job at Leicester City? Clearly, Antotti doesn't, Tuchel doesn't. Who are these big name managers going to be who are going to want a job at Leicester City? I know a lot of the fans are talking about Rafael Benitez. Is he really going to want to give, to to leave Newcastle to join Leicester City? As much as I love Leicester City, Newcastle, you would say, are a bigger club than Leicester. Why would he want? Why would he want to leave there to come here? Especially when that's now up for sale, and they could get new owners in who are more likely to spend money than Mike Ashley. So, who are these big name managers going to be? Then you can you can look at the likes of Dyche, who you wouldn't say is a big name manager, but more of a hands on, more of a kind of traditional old school manager who has who's done great things at Burnley, brilliant things at Burnley, but as he often likes to tell us on a shoestring extreme budget can he do the same with a, a squad full of players who are worth a lot of money and have been bought for a lot of money and can he also buy players with the money that Leicester have here I don't know the, the options that Leicester have now are either don't want the job and are high profile 
or the or the dwindling. The, the options don't look vast, if I'm being honest. Well, I'm sure they've been inundated with applications. They will have been. I mean, it is still a team that uh, and a club that won the Premier League title yeah. two years ago. It's going to be an attractive proposition to many, many managers, especially ones that are out of the job. And there are a lot out of a job at the moment. But whether they are um, going to fit the profile that the owners will probably want in, uh, in their new manager um, remains to be seen. They have to get this right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, they have to get this right. This is the third, third in eight months appointment. They have to get this right. But if you look at their previous um, uh, appointments, obviously the uh, Claudio Ranieri one, well, we could go right back to Nigel, mm. bringing Nigel in. Uh, that was that proved to be a masterstroke. I mean, people were talking about big name managers then, mm. and Sven had failed. Uh, brought Nigel back and gave him a bit of time and a bit of patience. Well, they didn't give Shakespeare, and uh, they had a lot of success from that. And then, uh, and then obviously we got uh, Claudio in, and at the time people were going, "Well, what's he done to deserve this opportunity?" Well, he certainly took his opportunity, didn't he? And uh, that's a career defining uh, performance as Leicester City manager. And uh, now we've got another appointment to make. Uh, are we going to go from Pearson, uh, English typical English manager, to cl- international Claudio Ranieri, back down to English uh, manager in Shaky? Now uh, looking around, uh, are they going to go down that international route again? But they've got to get it right. It's an important, um, p- important appointment now for the I'm future. Not, I'm, not sure about Coleman. I'm not sure about Coleman. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Leicester fans listening to this now. We're probably not exactly excited by they'll, many of the names. Well, they'll point to his record at Coventry, won't they, and say, "Well, he didn't do very well there." But Wales, he take them to a semi-final. But can he do that with a club? To, na- managing national teams is different. To managing well, look at Claudia. Exactly. Claudia Ranieri, and, you know, he had a disastrous spell as manager of Greece, and then come in and was uh, you know, did a wonderful job at, at Leicester City with Shakespeare's help. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Now let's talk about the game on Saturday. Because uh, there is one there, question. There, there, there is, yeah, yeah, and the question was, what's the team news? Have you got any injuries? No. Uh, that was the one, one word answer. Um, so we know that Robert Hoof and Matty James are still both out, but there's no other injury worries. Um, a lot of fans are talking about changing formation, making changes, not just change of manager, making changes ahead of the game at Swansea. Uh, he said he's not going to do too much, as we've just already touched, up, uh, touched upon. What sort of options has he got? Would, is he going to change the side? Because I thought that team that played West Bromwich Albion on Monday night was as, probably as strong in terms of the personnel as Shakespeare could have named. Yeah, I mean, I know we, we touched on this in the, in the last podcast. Um, yeah, it was. It, that was pretty strong. And I know the, the fans weren't as annoyed by the team news as they sometimes are usually uh, when the team sheet is announced. And it was it was strong. I think um, whether the players who were named were get playing in the roles that would get the most out of them, I think is probably the issue. And is the is the question that needs to be asked. Look at Ian Acho for that in that withdrawn Okazaki role. Wasn't quite sure about what he needed to do, how he how he does plays that role. It's not really playing to his strengths. I think Shinji will come back in. Yeah, I think Kletchi looked a little, a little bit. Off the pace on uh, lost. on Monday, I don't think he really knew what the role was that he was being asked to play. I think Shinji knows it in his sleep, so <laughs> imagine uh, Shinji will come back in uh, to partner Vardy and attack. Abora, did he do enough to keep his place ahead of Andy King in midfield? I think probably. Did, I think didn't he you? did. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know a lot. I know some were quite frustrated by the, the his pace on the boards and getting the ball. He put his foot on it and take a little bit of a while before he passed it and maybe didn't pass it forward as as much as they would have hoped a lot of that stems from the fact he's used to playing a three man midfield um, 
but I think he showed enough quality in there and enough composure and understanding of the game to warrant his place. If they if they do change formation and go to three at the back, I think it would be unbelievably harsh on Danny Simpson if they leave him out, um, unless they play him as a third centre back. Which I guess they could do. He's defensively strong enough. But you wouldn't say that he would play as a wing back because I, don't, I can't see him playing in that role ahead no. of Christian Fuchs, who can play as a third. Exactly, centre. yeah. Um, which would be unbelievably harsh on Danny Simpson because he's been one of, if not the most consistent performer for Leicester for well, this season, but a few seasons now. So I think it would be harsh on him because he's been he's been excellent. Um, but no, like you say, I think Shinji will come back in. Um, they just they just miss it. They miss it. How many times have we said on this and in the paper and on online? Leicester, in the system that they play, they play it so much better with Shinji in the side. We've said, we've said it so many times. Yeah, are they, I mean, Swansea were expecting them to either play a diamond or a 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, if they play with a the diamond, then Shinji would be important as mm-hmm. dropping in and, and then sitting on the guy that sits in the front of the back four and uh, as he uh, has done so effectively. But I can't see him changing that back four. I think they'll keep that back four. Uh, it's stable. Um, it's not performed too badly in the last few games. And now there's a clean sheet at Bournemouth, you know, beaten by a worldy free kick. Yeah, so I can't see him changing too much. I think in terms of stability, that's your core. And then build from there. But uh, it's going to be a crucial game, isn't it? I mean, let's talk about the importance of it. Eight games in, manager's been sacked. Um, you know, it seems like you know this, this is a crucial period of the season now. Yeah, I mean, even more so than it was originally. When, we, when the fixture list first came out, we looked at this section after the first six tough games you looked at this section and thought this is really important because we, the team might not pick up enough points in that first six so this section is really important that came to pass that they didn't pick up the points so then it was it was in reality important now having just sacked your manager and you've got a group of players who are low staff that are low and the club unsure as in which direction it's about to turn that makes it even more important to get a result against a team who you would class as a relegation rival at this moment in time, where you have to get points in that. A ground where Leicester traditionally don't do very well, or not in the past few times I've been there, that's for sure. It's vital that they get something, that they, that they, they put on a performance and get some points. Because the points are so crucial now, because... It's so important. Well, uh, check back on the Merca website and on our Facebook page for all the stories coming out of today's press conference. Uh, there'll be a, a live blog running throughout the game at Swansea on Saturday. Don't forget to go to beer52.com for your free beer and uh, join us again on the next podcast. You might even have a, a new Leicester City manager by then. You never know. Uh, join us again next time. Thanks for listening.